the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program is dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. As you know, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those topics and issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. have a great show for you today. We'll get right into it in just a moment. First of all, I want to remind you that our, and give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you've got garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. They carry and service all the best names in the garage door industry. They have a residential division and a commercial division and some of the top businesses in Central Florida are customers of Florida Door Solutions. Find out more at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. You know, friends, as you know, we're getting, uh, you know, coming closer to election season in 2018. In fact, the local primary elections will be taking place in August, late in August, not too, just a little bit more than a month away. So we're going to increase our focus on talking with candidates specifically and that'll be a major topic of our first part of our show today we're pleased to be joined in the studio by a longtime friend contributor to our program fred brummer you know and of course former state representative fred brummer former orange county commissioner fred brummer and now fred is running again for the orange county commission for for district two which includes Big parts of the uh, greater Apopka area, northwest Orange County and west Orange County. Hey, Fred, great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Thank you very much for having me, Roger. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Why don't we start and just, you know, because you, you served, uh, you know, eight years as we covered you know, extensively in the legislature and did a phenomenal job there. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of heavy lifting on some very important, tough issues. Um, same thing, in, you served for eight years on the Orange County Commission and did a great job there as we covered. And then you you know stepped aside and you've been back in your private life for uh, several years now with your CPA firm Bremer and Rogers. Uh, what led you to want to seek this uh, commission seat uh, well, once again, Roger? The issue is there's a substantial turnover in the county commission this time. The mayor is gone. District three commissioners is out. The district four commissioners term limited, and so. With that, and a substantial number of senior management positions are in retirement. In other words, they're 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 in the drop, and they they must leave over the next few uh, short months. And 
the issue is that I believe that this is an appropriate time to have somebody in District 2's chair that has substantial experience. This is this is because otherwise, you know, we're going to. You know, folks, new folks get easily led. And, you know, there's a challenge of how our tax dollars would be used, perhaps for downtown pet projects that will be better used in our in our in our district. You know, we have plenty of needs in District 2. And, and I think I know those issues. I've addressed some of those issues in my previous term. But the issue is there's more to be done. And and I think that my experience will be valuable for uh, District 2 when with such huge turnover at the county. And of course, to further set the stage, uh, that seat most recently has been held by Brian Nelson, Commissioner Brian Nelson, who's now Mayor Brian Nelson of Apopka. He left uh, that seat to run for Apopka mayor, which he was successful and was elected, and he's in that office now. And then currently, um, Rod Love is an interim commissioner in the seat. So I just wanted to flesh that out um, to uh, paint that picture for our listeners. Um, now, Fred, can you... I think why don't we take a look back a little bit and as you look at the eight years that you did serve on the Orange County Commission, what were some of the the major issues facing the county and specifically your district in Northwest Orange County and and West Orange County um, that that, uh, happened then and and that you uh, uh, feel good about your accomplishments on working on? You know, one of the things that 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 we did as, you know, a county commission, and this wasn't just Fred Bromer, but during the Great Recession. Orange County revenues, property tax revenues, all kinds of revenues dropped like a rock. And we maintained public safety dollars. In other words, we maintained the sheriff's office and we maintained Orange County firefighters at the same level. In other words, we did not cut back any of those items in the budget, irrespective of the huge drop in revenues. So that alone, the two, you know, in 2009, 2010, 2011, uh, budgets alone, I think, represents how the priority that I hold for uh, public safety, and that that's really, you know, an item that that has that has been huge. We've, of course, you know, things like creating Birdapalooza, the extension of the uh, of the trail along North uh, uh, Lake Popka, uh, Lake Apopka's North Shore, you know, all of those things that you know that were they were hugely impactful. And then, of course, when the out of town interests came to try and buy the the Orange County Charter, uh, I stepped up and protect, you know, got the, uh, uh, the nonpartisan items on the ballot for which are supported the term limits, which are supported by so 70 percent of the voters, uh, then served on the, on the uh, Charter Review Commission at the appointment of Commissioner Nelson to do the same kinds of things uh, to protect Orange County's charter from those groups from, you know, Washington, D.C. And, and other places in the country that wanted to just buy our charter because, uh, Orange County is the center of the I-4 corridor, and you know how impactful that is on, on elections in Florida and the nation. So so we've defended those kinds of things, and, and you know, we've been protective of, of the environment. Uh, and, and that's, you know, those are all important things that, you know, that we did in the last time in the county commission. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Fred Brummer. He's a candidate for Orange County Commission District 2. And... Uh, also want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to care for your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle you might own with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. 
They're located, ni- located 1908 South Orange Fossil Trail, a popkin. Now back to Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission. And, you know, Fred, one of the things that we, we realize is that our county and even our area of the county, Northwest Orange County, greater Apopka area, I, mean, I live in Apopka, of course, uh, is, is rapidly changing. And it's, I would say it's even changed uh, from the time just a few years ago when you served on the county commission. Um, what are the issues that are, that are facing, uh, you know, as you look into the future uh, that our, our you know, area will, will face over the next four to eight years in Orange County in general? Well, you know, the, 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 the items here in Northwest Orange County are, you know, one of them is transportation. Getting to and from work is hugely impactful. And, and you know, I was the house sponsor of the Wakiva Parkway and Protection Act, and I believe that that is going to attract jobs to Northwest Orange County. And so that, that getting businesses to be locate here in Northwest Orange County is, is important because it gives folks the opportunity to work where they live. So that we're not looking at the hour drive each way, which has a huge impact on the quality of life. Uh, you know, the uh, again, making families safe is is again the, the, you know, a top priority, and we need to do better with the the number. You know, with our patrol, sheriff's patrol, because folks like to see those green and white cars in their in their neighborhood, and we need to see more. We need to see more of that. So, those are you know those are three top items. But one of the items that that impacts Northwest Orange County that doesn't impact the rest of the county is the Basin Management Action Plan for Rock Springs and, and Wakaiwa Springs. And so that issue is going to be hugely impactful on folks who are not on wastewater collection systems, folks that are on septic systems over the next five to 20 years. And that item is, there's no question that that item is going to have a, a, a substantial economic impact on families. And that's an item that, that Previously, I've led the fight on to protect our families, and, and we'll continue to to uh, continue to fight to protect our families because the Northwest Orange County, Apopka, and uh, Pine Hills, uh, all the way over to Winter Garden, is a, is in what's called the priority focus area. So basically, basically the the District Two area is the priority focus area for this need for conversion from from standard septic systems. And you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Fred Brummer. He's a candidate for Orange County Commission District 2. And as you know, many of you know, he's actually served in that role before for eight years before uh, Commissioner Brian Nelson, who's now a pop, who's now a pop commander, Brian Nelson. And, and speaking of that, Fred, you know, um, I think this is kind of a two-part question, but, you know, one of the things about the Apopka area, specifically the greater Apopka area in Northwest Orange County, is that it's rapidly changing and personally, I regret this a little bit, but um, you know it, it is what it is. From uh, an agricultural-based area uh, economy, and into uh, moving away from agriculture, um, you know, there's a lot of room for growth. All those kinds of things. I know that from working closely with the uh, Robert over the Apopka Chamber and other leaders, that Apopka wants to you know, really be able to attract industry that you know c- can provide good jobs for the, the residents, and you know, obviously uh, have have a good economic foundation. And you it, and I realize you know county, city, and county are completely two different roles. But is there anything that that you can do in, in your role as county commissioner to to you know help facilitate that kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, a matter of fact, that's as I said about the Wakaiva Parkway. You know, in the area of Zellwood has a substantial amount of zone property that's been zoned I four since the middle fifties, and. There's, you can't get I-4 because that is zoning anymore because that's the heaviest industrial zoning. With the road 
being available, transportation, you know, Parkway being available, I sincerely believe that we've got the opportunity to attract businesses to that area, you know, is, that industrial area, that uh, I-4 zoned area out there in Zellwood that will uh, uh, provide good paying jobs for families in the northwest Orange County area. So the issue then is we've, you know, that's, that's all unincorporated Orange County. That's all about Orange County. And the Apopka Chamber is not, you know, does not focus on the city of Apopka. The Apopka Chamber focuses on northwest Orange County. That's why they call it the Apopka Area Chamber of Commerce. So, and it's hugely important in, in that type of progress where we, where we will attract businesses to the community to, that will create jobs for folks that won't have to drive downtown, won't have to drive to Seminole County to, to get decent paying jobs. And before we go to break, I'll also point out that um, you're actually a former uh, chairman of the board of Apopka Chamber of Commerce. No, actually, I've never served. I've never served. I've been on the board of, of the Apopka Chamber of Commerce, but I've never served as, as ch- uh, chamber chair. Okay. Well, I guess your I guess your leadership was was so dramatic that I somehow thought you were the chairman back well, back in those days because I remember I remember when you were very active on the chamber yes, board. Yes, I've been on, was on the chamber board several times and, I, and it's been a great a great opportunity for me. Well, friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. More with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission District Two. Please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. Always enjoy this time we have to be together every week, this brief time, to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And uh, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. As, as I mentioned before in our earlier segment, as we're, we're coming into uh, a very intense election season, it's um, right around the corner actually now. Uh, primary elections will be late in August, and that will increase our focus uh, of talking with candidates on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. In fact, of course, as you, many of you know, that's been a longstanding tradition that we've had on our program to really give a strong focus on local politics because um, those who follow politics and government closely do know that Actually, it's our, our local elected officials who have the greatest impact on our, our everyday lives. And a big part of our mission is to bring those to you, candidates and elected officials, to, so that you can learn more about them and their agendas and priorities. Now, let's go back. Before we go back to, to Fred Brummer, I want to remind, you know, let you know, remind you that our program and all the programs you hear on FM 105.5, The Answer, AM 660, The Answer, and 1520 WBCW are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and BurnFatOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor once again in the greater Apopka, Northwest Orange County area. Now back to Fred Brummer. And Fred, now another issue, and this is an issue, it's, um, it's kind of almost like... The movie Groundhog Day seems like an issue that'll never never go away. But I remember uh, from you know back in the day, I, I think maybe even back when you were in the legislature, but certainly when you were on the the county commission, you fought this this issue, which I'll just refer to as the septic tank issue, which is um, you know not so much of a quote sexy issue, but it's a very important issue to homeowners in your area, and it's just a classic battle where the big government forces, if you will, and in this case, I would say um, you know radical environmentalist types. Um, want to force homeowners to have certain kinds of septic tanks and, you know, that 
that aren't necessarily necessary from from other people's perspective and and um you know, it, just, it would create a very complicated situation and an expensive situation for homeowners that would be mandated by government. That's that's my take on the issue. And, and you know, can you expand on that and correct anything I had that, that wasn't quite exactly right? I think I think you've you've pretty well described it, Roger. The issue actually began, you know, 2004 when I was in the, in the legislature, and and we fought it for 10 years. And I've said that you know the best you know after fighting it for 10 years, and I the best I ever came out with was a draw. Every other time I was you know put to the mat by the by the big government bureaucrats but in 2016 there is a a bill passed that reached all the way down not just to the first magnitude springs but to uh, second magnitude springs like rock springs and and wakaiwa springs that requires a what's called a basin management action plan and the department of environmental protection has just completed its basin management action plan for the wakaiwa and rock springs and what that will do is require a septic system in homes that are not on wastewater collection systems. It will require a septic system that reduces the nitrate amount that goes into the groundwater. The impact is on lots, homes, that are on less than an acre. Right? Now, the Basin Management Action Plan that was, the, that was put out by the Department of Environmental Protection was actually the best that we could possibly hope for. And, of course, it is still yet the worst of all possible worlds. So... The issue is not that, that, and some folks actually were afraid that that what was going to happen with July 1st, the effective date of the Basin Management Action Plan, was that the government was going to start saying, okay, you had to change your septic system now. That's That's not the case. However, if your system fails, if your septic systems fail, and they do, you know, and basically it's the drain field that fails. It's not the septic tank itself. That septic tank's concrete block, effectively. But the septic, the drain field fails. You have to, you install a nitrate-reducing septic system. And if you're on a one-third acre lot, that's going to be hugely challenging. The choices are very limited and very expensive. If you use one of what's called one of the media layer systems, it's going to be very challenging to be able to have enough space on your lot to use that media layer system. And that's the least expensive, probably three or 4000 probably doubles the cost of a new drain field. If you were to have to go to a, a aerobic treatment unit or a performance-based treatment system, those systems run fifteen to $25,000 for a, a standard home, you know, a three-bedroom, two-bedroom home, depending upon the size of, you know, the, 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 and the number of folks living there. But the, and then the issue on top of that, there's two items on top of that. One, there's a monthly maintenance fee, monthly maintenance that you have to go forward with. And, and because of that, you know, you need to get a higher, a qualified contractor to do that. And then the, the worst case scenario from what we've seen in this last year was those systems all are powered by electricity. And you know what happened last year after the hurricane. Folks were out of electricity for three days, seven days, nine days, 11 days. Now, okay, so you got a, a septic system that, that requires electricity. Okay, and after the third day, you still have no electricity. Effectively, you have no septic system. You can't use, you know, you can't use the plumbing in your house. So, so those those items are, are are out there. Supposedly, DEP believes that that the funding that the legislature has provided, which is only fifty million dollars a year statewide, this is not just for you know for Northwest Orange County statewide, that this this amount of money will be adequate to help homeowners withstand this huge increase in cost but that's there's just not enough money to do that and and 
the cost to Orange County to extend wastewater collection systems is, again, hugely impactful. So it's a very, very challenging, very technical and, and very concerning issue for families, for working families here in northwest Orange County. And, friend, and, and of course, you've been working, you know, very familiar with that issue going all the way back to 2004 when you were in, in the legislature. And friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission, District 2. Now, another question um, that I wanted to just you know, bring you know, talk about is, you know, of course, um, you know, Apopka Mayor Brian Nelson very well, of course, uh, you know, professionally and personally. Um, and the reason I bring that up is that, you know, historically, you know, as, as I mentioned before, Orange County government is a completely different entity than city of Apopka government. And over the years, they haven't always worked so well together. Um, how do you envision you know, your relationship working with uh, you know, the, the city of Apopka you know, if you were to be elected? You know, the, the, um, I was blessed to have you know, learned at the feet of Mayor Land. You know, it was just, you know, just no more skillful person in, in accomplishing items than, than Mayor Land. And, and, of course, you know, I mean, Brian Nelson, have, uh, you know, I mean, he followed me to the legislature, followed me to the to the Orange County Commission, uh, you know, we've, we've got a, a, a working relationship on, on practicalities of life that, that I think is, is excellent. I, I foresee an even better relationship between myself and Mayor Nelson than the blessing that I had working with uh, Mayor Land, if, that, if that's at all possible. And, and you remember, you know, when, when, uh, when Mayor Land running for re-election and I drove him knocking on doors in 1991 kind of thing so, and worked on his campaigns for all those years. So, but um, I see Commissioner Mayor Nelson's uh, leadership. Uh, I see the opportunity for us to work together to uh, address issues that are specific. I mean, South Apopka, you know, a substantial portion of Apopka have, have these issues that are, that they're on septic systems and they, you know, we need conversion. So as, a year ago, Commissioner Nelson, then Commissioner Nelson, made the arrangements for me to meet with senators that he served with in the Florida House to talk with uh, in Tallahassee about the septic issue. So we've, you know, we've already worked well together on 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 those issues, and and I believe that we will, you know, I mean, I I, I just I'm, I'm comfortable that we will have a, an excellent relationship making Orange County government work for Northwest Orange County. And you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're speaking with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission, District 2. Well, Fred, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming over today. Anything else? In our, uh, we've got about two to three minutes um, you know, for this segment. Anything else you'd like to share with us? You know, I was, I was, I was thinking, because when we're recording in this room today, this is the, the room that we recorded uh, a candidate debate for the District 38 Republican uh, candidacy in 1998. Okay, uh, and uh, we were here that day. It was just about a week week or so before the you know the primary, and it was uh, it, it's remarkable. And you know, you think back to things that we got done in the legislature. Then you know, things um, winning the Pete Weitzel uh, Friend of the First Amendment Award from the First Amendment Foundation. Uh, I would, and that was that was the same session that I closed from public record. People's social security numbers, you know, uh, and, and so being, in other words, making more uh, records confidential and at the same time being recognized by the First Amendment Foundation for defending government in the sunshine was quite an accomplishment. I'm very, very proud of it. It puts me in a category with a limited number of folks. 
uh, served very well, um, both for eight years in the legislature and eight years on the county commission previously, as well as your, your tremendous community service. And, of course, we've been fortunate to be able to cover it literally from, from day one, literally. Um, and that first campaign yes, back, back in the day for the I, legislature. I, 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 uh, I, I appreciate all that you have done and, and the number of times that I've been able to be with Roger Franklin Williams on the Roger Franklin Williams show. And that, that was 1998 before we were in this room here. We were, we were on your show. So. And one thing I will say um, before we go to break is that as I have observed you know, Fred Brummer very closely in public service, specifically, you know, Fred, you and he's not someone who's afraid to take on the tough issues. You know, and those of us who follow politics closely know that there are a lot of elected officials, a lot of pretty you know, decent, nice people that just do not want to want to fight those really, really tough battles. And what I mean by that issues that aren't necessarily popular issues that aren't necessarily going to get you any votes, might even lose you votes, but but have to be done to serve the public. And uh, Fred Brummer's always been a stalwart at the forefront of fighting for tough issues, whether it's the septic tank situation, because this is no super sexy issue. There's not a whole lot of votes to be gained on that. Um, but it's important to protect homeowners. Uh, same thing of fighting the, the public employee unions back in the day. And you, you know, suffered a lot of slings and arrows on that one, but it was somebody had to, had to to do that, and, and you were the guy that stepped up, uh, fight, you know, fighting. Uh, I'll just term them broad, basically special issues, uh, special interests that wanted favors from Orange County government. Um, you, know, you stepped up to to fight. So anyway, I'll just put that on the on the table before we go. Well, I appreciate that, Roger. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, the thing about Fred Brummer is is that he will stay, and unfortunately, I'm seeing it more and more today that. Uh, fellow elected officials will avoid the issues rather than fight them. And so, I, you know, I believe it's critical that we that we stand for Florida's working families and Orange County's working families and Northwest Orange County's working families. You've got eight year, uh, 16 year track record of doing that, both at the state gov- government level and the county government level. And uh, we wish you all the best in, in this campaign and effort. Thank you very much. Well, friends, it's time for our next break. When we come back, we'll shift gears. We're going to speak with Hollis Kendall, founder and owner of Southern Safety Services. So please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. So we talked about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Hope you enjoyed those conversation with Fred Brummer, candidate for Orange County Commission, seat number two. Of course, as many of you know, Fred served in that position for eight years uh, before going back to his private business, his CPA firm, Brummer and Rogers, and now with the um, with Brian Nelson leaving that seat to become mayor of Apopka, which of course he was recently elected to. Uh, that leaves that seat wide open, and Fred is one of the candidates to serve again, and hope you enjoy the conversation we had. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by a gentleman that's making a positive impact in our community by um, the business that he has. The business is Southern Safety Services, and the, we're pleased to be joined by the founder and owner of Southern Safety Services, Hollis Kendall. Hollis, great to see you. Oh, great to see you, and great to be here. And Hollis, I'd like to, why don't we start, and I'd just like to have you talk about one of the things that, one of the primary things that you do at Southern Safety Services is to teach courses that get people certified to have a concealed weapons permit in Florida. And one of the things that's part of that 
course that you teach and the work that you do is really an emphasis, a strong emphasis on handgun safety. But first of all, just give us a brief overview of Southern Safety Services, and then we'll pick it up and and then get more specific as we go. Well, you you pretty well covered it. Uh, Southern Safety Services, uh, the main thing that I do is uh, handgun safety training, uh, concealed weapons classes. Uh, But it's not all just concealed weapons classes. Again, handgun safety training, and we have uh, people even bring in their children. Uh, that uh, they want to educate uh, handgun safety because they have guns in a home. Uh, And a lot of people, even though they can't get their concealed weapons license until they're 21, uh, they take the class at 16, 17, 18, whatever. Uh, When they turn 21, they submit their paperwork and get their license, and uh, that's what we do. Now, I'd like to, since I've learned more about Southern Safety Services, the work that you do, as I understand it, and correct me if I don't have it right, but the way that you approach this training and getting people certified to get the concealed weapon permit is different than a lot of the other people in this particular industry. What I mean you know, briefly by that is a lot of times, you know, they'll, they'll have these courses at gun shows and things like this. They're long lines. Um, so a lot of times it's not always super convenient to, to, to go and try to find a place to, to get certified for your permit. Um, how, how does Southern Safety uh, Services differ from that approach? Well, you mentioned convenient, and that's uh, that's one of the key words. We try to be as convenient for our clients as possible. Uh, I offer classes daily, uh, schedule you know groups, individuals, female only, uh, families. Uh, we're centrally located right downtown Apopka, uh, and again, like I say, I, I schedule at ten a.m. For example, uh, if you and your group have to do it at two in the afternoon we try to schedule it two in the afternoon uh if if it's possible it's not always possible but for the most part it is and you talk about your convenience you're just one block south of highway 441 as you said right in the heart of popka in fact you're located to a number of our, our mutual friends you're right behind porkies you're due south of porkies and then you also um you i think you share actually share office uh building with debbie turner of the debbie turner cancer care center yes yes i'm in the building uh, with debbie turner and uh, privileged to be there with her as well. Now, let's talk more about the convenience aspect. And that's, you know, as I understand it, you, you, as you said, you've, you've got classes available daily. You can work around your um, customer schedule. And you even have female-only classes that are available. And can you talk about that? Because I think that's kind of a, a growing niche of, of people that, you know, are, are buying handguns, getting trained to use handguns, or women that are purchasing guns for their personal safety. This is correct. Um, there are more and more ladies uh, getting handgun training now and getting their concealed weapons license. Uh, and I think in many cases, they just feel more comfortable uh, being with a group of ladies versus, uh, you know, some macho men or whatever. Um, so they get two or three of their friends or relatives together, and uh, we put together a class. And, and, I, and I try to tailor each class for my client's needs. Uh, every class is not identical. Uh, depending on knowledge, uh, what they do know, what they don't know. Uh, so I just, I just try to make every class uh, specifically for the client. We're speaking with Hollis Kendall. Hollis is the founder of Southern Safety Services. It's a business that trains citizens in gun safety, handgun safety, and prepares citizens, gets them certified, actually, to receive their concealed weapons permit in the state of Florida. And Hollis is an, NF, an NRA certified pistol instructor. Now, Hollis, can you talk about 
Yeah, one of the things that, that I think is interesting that I've learned from talking to you is that the way that you present your classes, they, you have customers, students, however you want to term it, everything from the the, the advanced, uh, a very experienced handgun owner to the novice handgun owner. And can you just talk about that aspect of what you do? Yeah, and that has come about because you have to take a class with somebody in order to get a certificate to go apply for your concealed weapons license. And so I've had several people who have uh, taken my class that were very experienced shooters. Uh, and then I also, again, have the people who have never touched a gun before in their life. But touching on the very experienced shooters, uh, it's surprising that uh, even most of them have picked up some pointers and some tips and improved their skills uh, by taking a class, even though they were very skilled when they came there. And that that leads to another follow-up question, you know, and, and I this is kind of you know, it makes common sense, but one thing that you've shared is that a lot of people, you know, who maybe have uh, owned guns, handguns all their life and use handguns all their life, still, they still ha- have a lot to learn, especially in terms of uh, handgun safety. This is true because what I have found, I've been doing this eight and a half years now, uh, and what I have found is that, um, you know, right now there's over two million people in the state of Florida that have a concealed weapons license. Um, And I don't have any clue on the numbers, but I'm sure a very large amount of them never go shoot. Uh, They buy a gun, they take a class, they get their concealed weapons license, and they maybe go shoot to the range once or twice or go play with it or whatever the case may be. And then they they just carry it or store it uh, and never do any additional training. And it's one of these things that uh, you just have to stay with it. You have to train, 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 uh, and whether... You know, today's your first day with a handgun or 30 years. Uh, you have to keep your skills uh, perfected. And that leads to another question uh, that follows directly from what you're just sharing with us is that, you know, that gives us something else a lot of people don't really stop and think about. No matter how skilled you are, even how good of a, a skilled shooter you are, and most people aren't that own handguns, um, every, if you say if you're a person is in a situation, a citizen is in a situation, they are threatened, uh, they feel threatened, they have to use their gun, they shoot. Uh, you're, you're, um, not every bullet hits its mark, but, but legally every gun owner is responsible for where those bullets land. That's, that's an excellent point because, uh, and that's something that we talk about a lot in the class, among other things, obviously, but, uh, you are responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun under all circumstances. So even though you are defending your life or someone else's life or whatever it may be, uh, home invasion, carjacking, whatever, uh, not every bullet is going to hit its mark. And you are responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun. Um, so I'm a, I'm a facility for U.S. Law Shield, and uh, I, I talk about that a lot because it's a, a fabulous insurance policy for any gun owner. Uh, or even non-gun owners. It, it protects you for any type of self-defense that you've had to use uh, in the course of protection. So it could even be, you know, a pen, uh, keys, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, and it's a very, very affordable protection. We're speaking with Hollis Kendall on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hollis is the founder and owner of Southern Safety Services, which is a business that prepares citizens to get certified for their Concealed weapons permit in Florida and teaches handgun safety. And Hollis, why don't you share with us uh, about? And there's a lot more. And of course, you can learn a lot more on your website. Share with us your website and how people can find out more about Southern Safety Services. The website is uh, triple S S S S F L dot com, 
Uh, there's a couple videos on there, and there's uh, access to the NRA and the U.S. Law Shield, as I mentioned. Uh, but again, my class and the structure of my program is more designed around safety than any other item. Uh, we cover everything you need to know about guns, complete uh, gun nomenclature and ammunition and everything you need to know about the proper handling of guns and shooting of guns and, and the laws, um, but it's it, safety is the key. My company name is Southern Safety Services, so safety is my middle name. Literally. So, and, and speaking of safety, and we're up, we're getting close to our break. Hollis is going to stay with us uh, for another segment, and when we come back and for that segment, I want to talk about your commitment to safety because one of the things I've learned about you is you have a true passion for handgun safety, and that's uh, there's some specific reasons how that passion really developed over the years and s- some specific circumstances. Um, but before we do that, I, I'd like to go back to the topic of convenience that we talked about uh, earlier, and if I if have it correctly, you can even schedule. Um, classes for small groups of people, and you can even schedule them even at a person's home or business. Exactly. And that's uh, one of the things that separates me from some of the other people. Um, I am capable and willing uh, to bring the class to you uh, in your environment. Uh, The classroom portion can basically be done anywhere. So if you want a group at your office or your business, at your home, uh, whatever the case may be, I can accommodate that. Uh, And then obviously we have to go to a gun range and do the shooting. Uh, to complete the course, but uh, safety and convenience is what it's all about with with Southern Safety Services. Well, we're going to go to a break here in a moment, and when we come back, we'll continue to talk with Hollis Kendall, founder and owner of Southern Safety Services. Before we go to break, I want to give a shout-out and a hello and a thank you to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFederalOrlando.com. Dr. St. Germain supports all the programs you hear here on 1520 WBZW and 105.5 FM, The Answer, and AM 660, The Answer. And also give a shout-out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions because they support all the programs on our stations as well. And if you have garage door problems, I encourage you and urge you to contact Florida Door Solutions, and you can give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR, and please tell them, you're heard on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Well, friends, we'll be right back in just a moment. For more on today's program, please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And, of course, on our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Our guest is Hollis Kendall, and Hollis is the founder and owner of Southern Safety Services, which is a business conveniently located in the Apopka area, just one block south of Highway 441 in the heart of downtown Apopka. In a, you've got a beautiful, a nice office in a beautiful residential area, Red Brick Streets, Big oak trees. And um, so we'll go back to Hollis in just a moment. But before we do, I want to thank Pete Paquette. Pete's sitting in, and we're doing kind of a little double duty here as our producer. And, Pete, thank you for making yourself available to produce our segments here with Hollis. Sure, Roger. Now, Hollis, as we go back, and, of course, uh, Southern Safety Services is a business that that teaches handgun safety and prepares, uh, actually gets citizens certified to get their concealed weapons permit in the state of Florida. And, you know, as you're telling us, Hollis, 
one of the, the things that characterizes Southern Safety Services and the work that you do and the courses that you teach is a commitment and a passion for handgun safety. And you've had some personal experiences that really kind of led you in this direction and impacted you in, ter- in terms of the importance of handgun safety. And can you share um, you know, some, of that, some of that with us, please? Yes, and it was in, it was in another industry, but uh, um, October 1st, 1993 changed my life. It's a date that uh, I remember as if it was yesterday. It was uh, I was involved uh, in safety with commercial motor vehicles, uh, thousands of them within the state of Florida. Uh, so obviously with that many vehicles and employees, you have issues. Uh, but October 1st, 1993, I... Uh, uh, I went to the scene of my first fatality and investigated, and uh, that day changed my life. And after that date, I have investigated uh, probably 14 or 15 other fatalities, various circumstances and whatnot, but uh, the bottom line is all the same. They were fatalities, uh, and it just it changes your life. And I retired about nine years ago, and uh, safety is a passion of mine, and I couldn't think of a better application for my passion than with loaded guns. Uh, and people, they don't put enough thought into it. It's just uh, you grab a gun, you point it at a target, and you pull the trigger, and that's pretty much all there is to it, they think. And it's just so much more than that. And uh, with that said, that's why there's uh, so many people who uh, are six foot under uh, that somebody thought a gun was empty or uh, whatever. And obviously it wasn't. And, uh, so I, my, my class is all about making absolutely sure that we never have an unexpected or, uh, unintentional discharge of our firearm or weapon. Uh, we're going to be in control of that gun at all times under all circumstances. Uh, and that's what I'm all about. The business of Southern Safety Services. We're speaking with the owner and founder, Hollis Kendall. You can find out more at SSSFL.com. That's SSSFL.com. And of course, that stands for Southern Safety Services. And FL, of course, stands for Florida. And as Holland mentioned earlier, Hollis mentioned earlier, safety is their middle name at Southern Safety Services. And Hollis, that's a great point. And I'd like to you know, thank you for sharing that personal experience with us. And can you, sh- you know, share? And I don't want you to give away all your secrets, uh, but um, what are some things that citizens can do to to you know improve their safety and, and you know and make sure that they don't have one of these fatal accidents with a handgun? Well, basically, just follow some very very basic safety rules. The uh, the rules that probably everybody out there doing these classes is teaching. Uh, you know, keep your gun pointed in a safe direction. Uh, keep your finger off the trigger. And uh, keep it unloaded to ready to use. Now, that's, uh, obviously, that's not the case when you're carrying for self-defense, but under other circumstances, uh, that's recommended. But um, it's just all common sense, but it's uh, we, we just get complacent and careless, and uh, that's, that's how these incidents occur. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you 100%, and I, I definitely think a lot of people do not really give a lot of thought to the, the devastating you know, consequences that could happen from, you know, Oper- you know, using a handgun dangerously or, or, or not safely. And one thing that you talk about that you've mentioned, too, is just um, why don't you talk about what happens uh, when a bullet you know, strikes something? Well, I, I have a, a, a saying that I actually stole it, to be honest with you. But uh, when a projectile goes through something, it leaves a hole. And whatever 
within that hole is gone forever, and you can't bring it back. So I think that's a very, very heavy statement because no matter what it is, when that projectile goes through it, there's going to be a hole there, and whatever was there is gone forever. And if that's part of a body, uh, it's devastating. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Our guest is Hollis Kendall, founder of Southern Safety Services, a company that prepares citizens to receive their concealed weapons permit in the state of Florida and teaches hands-on handgun safety. You can find out more at SSSFL.com. That's their website, SSSFL.com, Southern Safety Services. Now, Hollis, can you talk about, you know, just kind of share a little bit about with us your who your students are, your customers, your people that come to you and, and that, that you, you get you, you train in handgun safety and you, and you get prepared to get their uh, concealed weapons permit? Well, it's, it's very diverse, uh, to be honest. I mean, I have uh, young people, old people, uh, male, female, uh, just uh, everybody, and it, it's surprising um, we talked about it in a class a, a couple of weeks ago. In the state of Florida, there's there's over 2 million people now that have a concealed weapons license. And the largest number of licensed uh, concealed weapons holders, uh, the largest number is from 50, age 51 to 65. And the second largest is from 65 and up. So the largest majority of people that are carrying uh, concealed weapons in the state of Florida are people 51 years and older. Uh, and I and I think that it kind of explains itself, probably. Very interesting. And can you talk about what are some reasons that a citizen should get their concealed weapons permit and, and should carry? Well, the main reason is that uh, with a concealed weapons license, you're allowed to carry it on your person concealed, obviously, uh, in the vast majority of the places that you will be. Uh, I've had several people tell me that they really don't need a concealed weapons license because uh, they don't go where there's crime and so forth. And I I find that a little ludicrous because uh, every time we step out of our home and get into the general public, uh, we could become a victim of any type of crime anywhere, anytime. Um, So having, having the ability to possibly uh, defend and protect yourself wherever you are uh, is very important. Now, there are some restrictions, obviously, where you cannot carry uh, with justifiable reasons. Uh, but for the most part, you can carry where you go and have the right and opportunity, the legal right uh, to defend yourself. But with that said, there more than likely will be some legal or civil ramifications if you, in fact, do use your weapon to defend yourself. And great food for thought, great information. And yeah, I just pick up where you, you know, where you touched on is yeah. You know, let's just face it. Here in Central Florida, you know, crime can find you very easily, no matter where you live, what neighborhood you're in, you know, what area of town you're in. You see on TV all the time now. I mean, the places where you never thought you would see crime before. I mean, don't want to get into name and names, but Publix parking lot, Walmart's park, parking lots are a very dangerous place. Um, and I don't think we put enough emphasis in that because you come out of a store with whatever you purchased and you're putting it in your vehicle and you're not paying attention to who's in that vehicle beside you, behind you, who's walking around you, uh, somebody coming up and asking you for directions, uh, for a cigarette, for whatever it may be, um, very well may be preparing to make you a victim of crime. 
and I'll just a couple off the top of my head that happened within the last two weeks that I read about in the Sentinel. That's my source. In fact, I had meant to address those things on the on the show. We'll just to talk about them briefly now. Is yeah, there was an incident recently where I think at a food mart. Over on West 50. Now, it was in Pine Hills, and that is a crime, high crime area, but the, 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 the place where this happened wasn't necessarily a high crime area. It was just right there on, in broad daylight on, on, on the main highway. Now, you mentioned not being high crime and, and daylight. You know, one of the main things we have to be concerned about today, and I experienced it coming here, is road rage. Uh, you can't drive anywhere. Did, did you today. observe road rage, or, or, you, or, or I, did you have road no, rage? I, I observed it, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it's getting out of control. And what used to happen? Um, I'm old school, and it used to be, you know, we'd uh, holler and yell at each other, and that was the extent of it. Now you make a mistake, and uh, even if you inadvertently cut somebody off, or they think you brake checked them, or whatever, they're very likely to come up to your vehicle and start shooting. No, that there have been several fatalities right here in Central Florida over the last few years of that exact same situation. Right. So this is why. And not only, but we keep talking about having a concealed weapons license. And that's not the key here. It's the knowing how to use that handgun, where, how, when, why, uh, and make absolutely positively sure that you're in the right place and frame of mind and whatever it may be if and when you have to do that because uh, you cannot let your emotions take control of you when you have a, a gun in your possession. Brenton, my name is Fury. Our conversation with Hollis Kendall Fury, interesting. I, ho- I hope that you are as well. You can find out more at his website. That's SSSFL.com. And, of course, SSS stands for Southern Safety Services actually coming to the end of our show, but I want to thank you for joining us. It's great that you've come over and shared with us. I know you've been on the Debbie Turner, our hometown with Debbie Turner show before. Uh, Excuse me, Debbie Debbie O'Brien. You shared office with Debbie Turner. You were on the Debbie O'Brien show. But I want to thank you for coming and joining us on our show today, and we look forward to having you back again sometime soon. Well, thank you very much. And it just, uh, I I just, like I said, it is my passion, and I love talking about it because it's it's so personal for me. Appreciate the work that you do. Friends, that's going to do it for our show today. I want to thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to Pete Paquette for producing our segments with Hollis Kendall of Southern Safety Services. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.